This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell, and that's Tiffany Trader. Tiffany, This Week in HPC, I was off in Lugano for the HPC Advisory Council, which was a fun event with lots of great science uh, presentations, and I tweeted some of those, but that's far from the biggest news. Meanwhile, you and others, uh, including uh, Intersect 60 Research, members of our team, were at a major launch event for our industry as Intel took the covers off of Cascade Lake. Yeah, that's right. On Tuesday this week up in San Francisco, Intel held its much-anticipated launch event for, for Cascade Lake as well as the, the Optane Data Center Persistent Memory Module. If we look at what was announced, we have the Cascade Lake family as well as the Cascade Lake Advanced Performance Processors. Yeah, Cascade and, uh, Lake yeah. AP. We've been waiting AP. for that as well. And overall, this is like 50 different SKUs or so, right? That's right. That's right. So 50, 50 standard SKUs ha have been announced, introduced, and uh, according to Intel, dozens of custom SKUs as well. These are SKUs that uh, go to its biggest customers, folks like, folks like Google, which uh, ha has announced uh, that they are a launch partner. And as far as high performance goes, these get up to some pretty hardy configurations. We've been previously expecting up to 48 cores. They actually launched in the advanced performance or AP category SKUs with up to 56 cores going up to 400 watts. These are pretty hefty processors. Yeah, yeah. This So this is the, the Cascade Lake AP family. The official product name now is the, the Platinum Xeon 9200 family. And uh, these have core counts ranging from 32 to, like you said, 56 cores in a TDP between 250 watts and 400 watts. And I believe that is at the, the base frequency, so uh, potential for watts to, to climb even even higher and hotter. So the looking at the, the top end part, this is the, the 56 core one. Uh, higher, higher, like like you said, higher than the 48 cores that Intel had previously disclosed would be in the AP line, and uh, this is of course this is Intel's multi-chip module that puts two 28-core dies in one package. These are connected with with the company's uh, UPI, their UltraPath interconnect links, and there's uh, there's 12 12 memory channels spread across the, the two dies, so it's six each, and um, yeah, like connected with the UPI links, like I said. Now, the top bin of that 9200, the uh, the highest bin part at 400 watts, that one, yeah. Intel tells us, is, is liquid-cooled only. But beyond that, we have air cooling and liquid cooling options. These are hot processors, right? So the, the very top one is going to be liquid cool, and, uh, uh, but, but then we have air and liquid cooling options for the rest of them. Yeah, that's right. So that, that top part, that's the 9282. You know, 56 cores, 2.6 gigahertz base frequency, 3.8 gigahertz turbo, and, uh, and this 400 watt thermal envelope. So Intel's done some Limpack benchmarking on this, and it comes out to 3.2 teraflops Limpack. Now note that that is with with the turbo enabled on there. Uh, and if we figure out the the peak the peak flops for this. Uh, and with the with the base frequency that I just mentioned, that would come in around 4.66 teraflops peak. 
Yeah, that's great to get the Linpack numbers on that. And obviously, we're going to be looking for more benchmark performance. I know Intel released a few as part of the launch, looking at spec benchmarks, a couple of application benchmarks. I think the industry is really keen to start seeing some comparisons between Cascade Lake and the AMD Epic processors. Now, AMD was down at the 7 nanometers. This is still... The uh, 13 nanometer. For 14. Pro- sorry, the 14 nanometer process for uh, for Intel, but uh, the performance looks like it's going to be a pretty good race, doesn't it? It really does, and we'll have to get into those head to heads on another another podcast. Yeah, there's just not enough out out on that yet. We've only got the the first processors coming out, but I know we're going to be seeing a lot of systems soon. You reported in your article on HPC Wire, Tiffany, about the first customer in the HPC world already signed up for Cascade Lake. Yeah, that's right. So the first customer here is the the North German Supercomputing Alliance, more more commonly known in our community as HLRN, and they support the scientific computing needs for for seven of Germany's 15 states. So a very important role there. And they they are get they're the first announced customer, uh, and the the, the system vendor is uh, Atos Bull. So they're getting an Atos Bull system. It's called HLRN4. It'll be located, and excuse my pronunciation, it will be located at the University of Gottingen. Um, perhaps you can do a better job. Uh, work on this began in 2018 with the uh, the existing Intel Xeons, uh, I believe they're the, the, the Skylake Gold 6148 CPUs. And this this new system, I mean, the um, the continuation of the system, which will mainly rely on, on the Cascade Lake AP parts, is slated for completion by the end of the year. And uh, they've reported that the full system will have nearly a quarter million compute cores and provide about 16 petaflops of of performance. And that's a six-fold increase over over their previous system. Meanwhile, the hyperscale community also lining up behind it. You mentioned that Amazon and Google were up on stage uh, as part of the Intel Cascade Lake launch. So we'll be for sure seeing some hyperscale installations, although we don't know how public those will be when they come out. But uh, on the system vendor side, most of the major vendors are already lining up with their complete product line refreshes around the Intel Cascade Lake processors. And that's reported in a separate article an HPC wire that was written by Doug Black. Yeah, that's right. Most most of the usual names you would expect. We have Dell EMC, we have Cray, Lenovo, Supermicro, Cisco, and, uh, and, and several others. HPE was curiously absent from that list. Uh, now, we believe that HPE is supporting these processors, but they curiously didn't have their own announcement going along with this where uh, some of the other bigger names for HPC Cray, Lenovo, Dell EMC, uh, all showing their uh, their new refreshed product lines. Yeah, yeah. That, so that was a surprise, but you know, based on some some uh, some stuff that's that's out there, it looks like they are going to support this. They just haven't haven't made that announcement yet. So that's going to be interesting to see um, uh, how they all get adopted. Of course, we expect to see broad adoption of the the new Intel uh, processors throughout HPC. That alone would be a lot of news for one week from Intel and this week in HPC. But that was actually only half of the announcement. Uh, We also heard from Intel about the latest generation of the Optane DIMMs. The Optanes are here. 
That's right. Yeah, we have to save some time for the save some time for the Optin here. We have the uh, the Optin data. It's a it's a mouthful. It's the Optin Data Center Persistent Memory Module, and of course that's the storage class memory in in the dim form factor based on the 3D crosspoint technology developed uh, in in partnership with Micron. You know, in a way, I'm actually more excited about the Optane than I am about the the Xeon Cascade Lake. And of course, we're you know we've known Cascade Lakes coming for a long time, but with with Optane, we're really seeing this new category of uh, of dim take off with the close in persistent memory that to me bridges the gap between memory and storage. It's it's part storage device, part memory, and it's really in close to the processor. I think this is going to be uh, you know, not just a new product, but but a new tier of storage or, or new tier of memory, if you prefer to think of it that way. And I think the HPC community is going to be interested in how they leverage that tier for certain categories of applications. Yeah, it's going to be really it's going to be really interesting to see how this new class of memory ends up being deployed and utilized. And I, I think the HPC community, especially has an important uh, role here in, in facilitating that. I think people will be looking to the HPC community to see to see how they're using it. Uh, and and perhaps we should just back up just a, set, a second to to kind of say what actually was announced. They they announced three three DIMMs uh, that they're shipping three DIMMs right now: a 128 gig, uh, 256, and 512. And then the uh, Intel said that it expects system level memory to scale to 4.5 terabytes per socket. And that would be 36 terabytes in an eight socket system. And that's in, in combination with traditional RAM. And they also said that that would be three times larger than what was possible with the, the first gen of Intel Scalable. Uh, and, and by the way, if we haven't said it already, this whole, this whole launch, um, we, uh, we, we, we call it Cascade Lake, you know, by the code name. But in Intel parlance now, this is the second generation Xeon scalable processors along with, with Optane. Um, and, and a lot of power. You mentioned power earlier, and I'll, I'll just uh, I'll share that the, uh, the Optane DIMMs range between uh, 12, 12 watt and 18 watt uh, power envelope. Yeah, these are power-hungry parts, both on the processing side and on the memory side. On the other hand, uh, with all the emphasis on um, on analytics that's been out there, the the ability to put a larger amount of data in a high-performance form factor in close to a high-bin processor like that, uh, you know, it's clear what Intel has in mind going after. Uh, these these high performance workloads and and uh, with the the word data center getting thrown around in a lot of the launch, including calling a lot of this a data centric architecture, we could parse that if we'd like to. But I think it implies that Intel has a broader high performance data center message in mind beyond the traditional concept of HPC. Absolutely, I'm really I'm glad you brought that up. So analytics and, and database use cases were were a big part of the event, and we have some really we have some coverage of that on on our, our sister publication, Datanami. Uh, our editor George Leopold has has an article there. Intel builds analytics database use cases for Optane. Um, SAP Hana was was a big. A launch partner that was brought up on stage, and uh, it was disclosed that uh, this this new memory technology, Optane, uh, has helped it achieve 9.1 billion records on a single HANA database. Yeah, so you know, 
where the line is between just data center enterprise computing and HPC, I think in some of these big data analytics use cases uh, really starts getting a little bit blurry. But that's been the case ever since we started talking about big data driving the need for high performance uh, going back to five, six years ago. And I think that's still true today. Now with machine learning also as part of the environment and training, we're going to see a lot more of these mixed workload types of environments. And uh, the Cascade Lake or this whole second generation Intel's scalable Xeon uh, processor, yeah. I think they're really positioning for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and th those are some of the things that make uh, HPC so interesting today the, and HPC writ large. Yeah, that's absolutely right. All right, Tiffany, thanks for helping me break down all of these launches from Intel and the uh, corresponding launches from all of the system vendors in the HPC space. Lots to talk about this week. Uh, so uh, thanks for thanks for coming on and breaking it down. And our listeners can get more detail on uh, on HPC Wire and the associated Tabor publications. Great. Thanks. Thanks. And thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.